Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Crisp, sunny, gorgeous day. Isn't it beautiful? It's, it's that classic runners thing of going to a park you know well. And honestly, we couldn't be more lovely than if we'd be coming here for the first time. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, it really it's is nice. A, and it's, uh, it's a stunner. It's as the sun used to say, it's a stunner. It's a right stunner. And it's sort of half termy, so there's a few kids around. Yeah, but there's also less people around. Yeah. So it's kids having a good time, but lots of families have gone away. Yeah. Like it's a good haircut. It's been thinned out, but it looks It looks nice, it yeah. Before, it looks a bit yeah. sharper. And uh, we're both coming off wildly different weekends. Yeah. We'll do me first, then we'll do you, because yours right, is a real good. story. And what are we going to uh, do? Round the park three times? Just round the park a couple of times, see, see, see how you feel. All our sad stories. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I'm just coming off loads of gigs. Yeah. Ten gigs over three days. That's impressive. Really enjoyed them. Um, I suppose the main story was the was the fifth gig on Friday. Where was this? He was at Banana. Yeah. Banana Cabaret in London, by which time you're getting a bit tired after five gigs. Yeah, you would be. Yeah, I see that. You start to get a little bit ragged. But at the same time, in a kind of elevated space. Yeah, you're warmed up. You're, you're sort of warmed up. You're totally in the zone. It's kind of a bit 17 miles, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're completely outstretched, but you're, you're not... You're sort of veering into the danger zone. But you're still giving. But you haven't hit the wall yet. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, Went on on banana and it was suspiciously quiet before I went on. Right, considering so it, it must be like midnight or something. Like it, well, no, it was no, it was it half was, ten. Half ten. Yeah, okay. But the last act before me was Roger Monkhouse, who's a great act. He's a brilliant act, and he was getting bits of laughs. Some would argue he's a bit but, scarier than he used to be, but not loads. <laughs> As a pure set, though, doing pure sets, though, I think he's, yeah, that's I think true. he's brilliant. That's yeah. And. Um, so I thought, oh, that's a bit of a warning sign. Yeah. But I'll just go on and give it a bit of energy, whatever. Went on, gave it a bit of energy, not getting much. And then I realised there was she a really... Well. She was really striding out. There was a really rogue table. Yeah. There was that's a Mission Impossible film, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a it's domestic a rogue drama. It's table. Yeah, yeah. Needs clearing up before we serve the main course. But they were... Uh, they started to kick off a bit. And I kind of stopped the show and said, are you all right, kind of thing. And then another table kicked off with them. Basically, there was nearly a fight. <laughs> Between two tables at the gig. Between two tables, yeah. Because so that, one table wanted the other table to shut up. Yeah, and then yeah. another one was calling them out, yeah. literally saying, let's, let's take care of this outside. <laughs> so that kind of, that drains a bit of comedy out of it. It's not <laughs> ideal, is it? No. And then... 
do you know, I had, a, even though you say we had very different experiences, I had one little gig on Friday night, and it was only a tiny bit of trouble. But the weird thing is, it's like there's something in the air. Because yeah. I reckon it was happening at almost exactly the same time. Right. It, you know, it would have been, yeah, yeah ten, half ten, eleven o'clock. I just, the woman did a request and I played it and, and everyone loved it. Right. And I said, oh, yeah, it went well or something. I went back to her to kind of set up the next joke, but all with her as my friend. Yeah. And she said, yeah, gotcha. Right. Oh, God. I, I saved the gig. Right. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> What's happening now? It was crazy. Yeah. And then, then other people in the audience, you know, my audience had a row as well. Yeah, maybe it was, like, maybe it was like Friday night thing. Yeah. So, so, we, so, so we're coming back from that, and uh, oh, that's not the end of the banana story. No, absolutely Jeez. not. No. It's, 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 if anything, it's the beginning. We've only just begun because the, because the sound the sound then went yeah. on stage. Yeah. So I've got. Oh, some, great. So there's no sound. So that's I'm forced to kind of go. Then they're saying, just don't use a mic. So I ended up sort of, Great. Sort of busking. Sort of liberating if you embrace it. Yeah, and you have to. And you have to. And quite nice in a way because it forces you to change your patterns and just be, be a bit different. You yeah. Know, it made the gig different and sort of exciting. Uh-huh. And that was sort of going, okay, getting left. Then the lights went. Oh, God. So, so, Why so was there any connection between all these know, things? I don't know. Hey. I don't know. It sounds like you were haunted. <laughs> it was like, and that that really is a challenge. Yeah. When they can no longer see you. Just or, when also the fact that you. You, you had you had already snatched victory from the jaws of defeat by yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah. non-microphone thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was turning into quite a kind of fun thing, but eventually they got two lights going, and it ended up being. Way more memorable than if nothing had happened at all. Do you know what I mean? It ended up being yeah, well, a real we'll, comedic happening. We'll certainly remember it. Yes, and they will as well. So it was all right. But but when it's your fifth gig, yeah, and you're really tired, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it felt it's a little bit chaotic. Well, that's the other thing I was just going to say because basically that's a twenty-minute set, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. It must have felt longer than that. Yeah, well, I ended up doing about thirty-five, but it was like, <laughs> yeah, what a pain. Yeah. Just needed a bit more time to shoehorn in all the shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I keep getting the camera out, but it's just too good. I'm getting this. Oh, it's glorious, yeah. Look at that. So you've already run here today, haven't you? Yeah, just a couple of miles. Yeah, how is it feeling? Feels okay. Oh, yeah. Feels nice. That. That's, That's glorious, isn't it? into a painting. That's yeah, just that is really something. The sun glistening. It's that time, isn't it? It's full-on October. Yeah. Although, yeah. sorry. It's, um... <laughs> I've been very much appreciating the misly rainy days and thinking, I enjoy these now. It's not just bad weather, it feels like autumn, you know? Yeah. But the fact that the sun's out, oh, it's But I, I also really, if, it, if it's not too cold, I quite like running in the rain. Yeah, yeah. It's quite good fun, isn't it? So, and and uh, how about you, the story of the tape, the gun to the, the, gun to the foil. Yeah. Well, York, I like the way, York Marathon. I like the way your excitement in uh, Ballam... It's like a little B-movie to uh, to the, uh, you know, because I've been being a little bit cagey right. online right. about the events of the weekend. Yeah. Because I want to share that story with you right now, Paul. Let's do it. Paul Tonkinson. Let's go for it. Let's break it down. I'm glad you asked me that, Paul Tonkinson. The, so, York, the York experience. Yeah. I tell you, I think it was really good. Yeah. Um, Conditions on the morning? Yeah, um, good. I had to, uh, I was investigating. Friends put me up. Yeah. Got a nice cozy bed. Nice. Got an early night. Yeah. Well, I went to see uh, 
Richard Herring recording his podcast on Saturday night because he right. was in York. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't see him. Okay. To, uh, to, to ask him to come on the to podcast. To come on out. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, lots of people came to see his podcast live record. Yeah. And I know that all of you, some of you are going to get in touch and say, yeah, we'd come and see you. Loads of us would come and see you. I'm betting about 10 people would say that. Yeah, it's also... Running makes it a bit different, doesn't it? Yes, it's like yeah, yeah. less of a static it's arrangement. It's really hard to go on tour with yeah. those treadmills. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I went back to his guest David Reed's house. Yeah. Um, I tried to remember when we went. We were trying to get an early taxi, and they're all booked up. Yeah. Anyway, my day started with a brisk two-mile walk. Right. I didn't worry too much about that. I thought it'd be a good warm-up. Right. Not and, uh, ideal, but not too calamitous if yeah. you've got a bit of a rest before the race. Yeah, that's right. The yeah. Two good night's sleep was certainly yeah, yeah. better than that. And like you say, I was there. You know, that was all over an hour and a half before right, that's good. the start of the race. In fact, quite satisfyingly, I beat my... You know, my little app was saying, you're not going to get to the bus to the start till 10 past 8. <laughs> okay. That was only before 8. Right. Huh. Nice. Um... And then, it's really nice at the start. I did all my shenanigans, you know, messing around. I, I put my the water pouches from my hydration vest right. in their fridge. Yeah. When I got to the marathon, I unwrapped and rewrapped my Starburst, which nice. worked well, by the way. Okay. That's the easiest way. Yeah. Unwrap them yeah. carefully and put the wrapping back on. Right. You don't need anything else, any cling film. Anyway doing all that kind of thing just kind of fussing and faffing yeah and then uh, uh, Tony 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 Oldenshaw Tony 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 Oldenshaw came along so lovely to see him yeah you can, you can never overstate what a nice man he yeah, is yeah he's so, he's so lovely isn't he yeah so that was like an angel arriving and um, and then it all, it all got quite exciting from there yeah I got a selfie with the guy who was going for the record dressed as a three dimensional plant <laughs> It's a great record anyway, isn't it? Yeah, totally. So he was yeah, basically yeah. dressed up as a Yorkshire Rose. Right, right. <laughs> Competitive uh, category, was there anyone I didn't else? see him. Right. What would be great <laughs> is if there had been someone dressed up as a Red Lancaster Rose. Of course, Rose. yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a barrier in a car park, on, mate. Come on, then. Yeah, be in Leicester under the cars before the end of this. <laughs> yeah. um, um, it's actually, no, it has been a good year for the Roses. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Golf. But yeah, so, and then, you know, I was about to sit down and do like a draft a post about sort of fundraising and that. And a woman came over and said, oh, you and Tony, come along with me. You'll be okay to uh, uh, start the race, won't you? So I was like, what? Oh, what, what? Starting the race? Start the race. Wow. And she did say it like that. Wow. She led us up to the start. Wow. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. Conditions, by the way, nice, cool, yeah. kind of limpid. But she said, we were getting into you before the race, and we said, oh, blue skies. And it's like, it's a very Yorkshire take on blue skies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of blue sky over there. Yeah. On the other side of all the clouds. Hey. That's and, brilliant, uh, though. Starting the race. I know. Come on. So there was a nice lady. She interviewed me and Tony at the start line. Yeah. And then, uh, and Tony... He was, a, he was a, it was a tough for him because he had a, he said, no, I'm carrying a couple of extra pounds on, on last year, but basically had a really good 16 week training thing. It was all right. ready to go, put the miles in. Yeah. And he had a bad chest infection. Oh dear. And he was really, you know, it's all cheery and lovely, but really, it's just all yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> really digging deep for the He's cough. He's a real trooper, isn't he? We yeah. kept making each other laugh and it's that thing of don't make me laugh and I'm coughing. Isn't right. It? <laughs> so um, I think that was part of why I was drafted in. Right. Me and him on the start line. Yeah. He 
just in case he keeled over. Coughing. Yeah. And um, and it, he uh, so she interviewed us, and you can see all this. There's a video. There's a um, Yorkshire Marathon video. Do it on the internet now. I think we've retweeted it. So Exciting have a look at times. that. Yeah. And uh, and then he said, "Hold this flag." <laughs> okay, start, and the woman started counting down and she handed it to me. If you watch right. that video and listen carefully. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. It's me. Oh, wow. And then I'm waving yeah. this big Yorkshire flag. I said, if these people find out I'm not from here, yeah. they'll be in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah, come up from London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start your little marathon. Yeah. Oh, well done, you. Well done, Reminds you of this old park. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know if you know I'm vegan. There you are. Yeah, it's so lovely. It's almost like the, the real marathon, the London marathon, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, well, at the same time, though, were you not simultaneously thinking about starting everyone off? This is really messing with my start. Absolutely. Was there a bit of that going on? There was a bit of that, but I think I embraced it. Right. It was like, again, it's all that. It's always easier to handle things when you've lived through things before, isn't it? Yes. So, I mean, I was most strongly reminded of not London this year when we were there, but the year before. Do right. you remember I had a massively surreal start then? I yes. kept asking people where it was. What, what, what's happening? Yeah. And people were like, yeah, yeah, just this way. Like, this way to what? What's what's going on? Yeah. And um, and Sophie Ray was lending me her socks. And uh, this was like that. I was like, this is a bit like a cheese dream, but go with it. Yeah. And watched, um, you know, yeah, I was planning on having a relationship with the 330 Pacers. And as I was waving the flag, they chipped off. Watch the 3:30 paces go and the 3:45 paces, and then trying to sort my phone out and get my music on, she kind of just cracked a gap in the fence. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so, so now yeah. I have started. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? So yeah, it was really, but it was good. It was uh, definitely not what I'd planned. Yeah. And definitely kind of undefinable, but I was aware that that was probably helping me. Right. Wrong for too many, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, obviously, you're going to spend the first five, ten miles obsessing over stuff you can't control anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. to have it slightly shaken up was pretty healthy, I think. Similarly, I kind of needed another wee by then. Right. And I'm more, I'm basically reconciled to the fact that most marathons, I basically have my last wee before the run after the marathon has begun. Right. Okay. And it's a little break. A little ritual. I'm going too fast, you know what Right, I mean? right. Because not much of a break, really. But anyway, so I ran down a hill into York. Yeah. Listening to really weird music because I hadn't got the right playlist on. Right. So <laughs> this is music Spotify was saying, hey, have you tried this new band? I'm like, what are you playing with? So completely. What the hell is this music? Completely chaotic beginning, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, nothing you couldn't. Yeah. If you'd said to me, even I was going to say the night before, if you'd said to me at eight o'clock that morning, this is what what's going to happen like. at the start. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. So it was really, it was really, and again, playing against the fact that it's a, a marathon I'm familiar with and I was fit enough for it and ready to go, and the weather wasn't bad. Yeah. Actually, really healthy. Right. Because it just left me with a kind of blank slate. Okay. Luckily. Yeah. And I'd been grumpy all weekend, so I was a bit worried it would be like Berlin. Right. I wasn't very happy with my lot. Okay. Friday into Saturday. Yeah. So a little freshen up surrealness was, yeah, just what Dr. Roger did. Anyway, so I had a little whiz in the, in the town centre. And then, and I was really aware of feeling fine and feeling... Like I wasn't sprinting and right. just cruising. Yeah. But I thought I must be going fast. Right. Because I'm overtaking everyone. I overtook all the people who passed me at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. don't come up on them. People I'd seen going past the 345 paces. Right. And then, but trying not to try and overtake. Yes. But trying to find yeah. my place in the field, which basically yeah. meant a lot of, and a lot of shifting around because people are setting off. Yeah. You know, people are planning to run slower than me, running with each other. You know, you've got to yes, go Yes, yeah, yeah. It can stuff. be quite exhausting, that. Yeah. yeah. And then the first, once it had got more normal, I sorted my music out while I was in the loo. Yeah. So I didn't waste any time on that. And uh, once we were kind of out of town and certainly into a bit of a rhythm, I uh, started to close in on the 3.30 pacer. Right. Or two pacers with a sort of space between them, which is quite a nice way to do it. Yeah. And uh, worryingly, and yet inexorably, you I realised I didn't them. want to sit behind them like I had last year. Yeah, time. yeah, totally. Yeah, I get uh, that. It was, uh, one of the things I realised as I was doing it was... Um, <laughs> was uh, that uh, I think the rain um, sort of wiped away some of the some of the clustering there. Right. So last year, staying with a three thirty pace meant staying with a kind of loose coterie of maybe 12, 15 people. Right. Whereas on Sunday, it was much more of a clutch. Right. Maybe okay. thirty people, you know. Right. And ultimately, I just felt stuck. Yes. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold the rhythm. Yeah, and yeah, I thought, yeah. Even if I'm slightly, if I'm only just sitting in front of these guys. I've got to get it does mess them. with your mind a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. And also you feel sometimes like you're just giving your race to someone else. I mean, it depends on your mentality, doesn't it? But it, doesn't, right. it doesn't tend to work for me. No, exactly. And, and as I, had, I previously, I kind of predicted it, that I was slightly... I can run, I could run with the pace where I find. Right. But if I plan it, yeah. it's probably going to go wrong. Yes. Too yeah, rigid. Yeah. It's like being on a yeah. treadmill. Yeah. There was also another element, which I don't want to dwell on too long. I have a bit of a downer, but it give you a bit of an insight into where I was at. It's, I was really, uh, there's always a lot of grief going on at marathons. Yes. Not mine, just in general, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, it's something that people do, and it's brilliant that people um, process these terrible tragedies. And, you know, often <laughs> things that are a lot more kind of textbook tragic than than my dad dying, you know, because he was right. he was older and he was on his way out. You know, there's people running for kids who might not might, might or might not get cured with cancer and all this kind of stuff, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And uh, it was kind of an ether as well because Tony was lovely. He was um, talking to me about my dad and yeah. uh, I said, I, he, he must have been friends with uh, uh, Leah, the lady from uh, Emmerdale. Yes. Who died the other day. And he said, yeah, and she was friends with his wife, his late wife. Wow, wow. So, you know, that was something we talked about quite yeah. nicely and openly beforehand. Yeah. And then the woman who interviewed us on the start line, we had a one-minute round of applause, which is a really good idea, by the way. Yeah. One-minute round of applause. It's better than a minute silence, isn't it? Yes. Because yeah, you I get think into so. that. And, um, and uh, yeah, basically, when I set off... I had a very kind of... Oh, that, that's what I was saying about hers. That, that, um, that was for a couple of people heavily involved with the run. Right. You know, like organisers and friends of the run who'd both died in recent weeks, one of them just before the run. Oh, goodness. So, you know, it's kind of in the air. And quite right, too, because that's one of the things that marathons are for. Yes, remembering. People. And our friends, yes. you know, I'm not the only person. You know, Kate Lang was out there running for her dad. And, you know, that's, we're just two examples of that. You know, it's, it's very much part of the process. Yeah. But... As a runner, on the day, I was not there. Right. I was like, oh, I don't want to get... Yeah. I'm not going to go into thinking about my dad. That's not going to help me. So, and uh, one of the things about the 330 group was 
there was some really sad stories on people's kind of tops and stuff. Right. Thought, it's quite tiring, I'd imagine. Yeah, just Can something. It be? I mean, you tell me what it's like. Is it just an emotional just, thing I wasn't yes. in the mood for, you know? Yeah. On another day, it could be inspiring. Right. But I just thought, I mean, just in terms of my own grief, I'm not. If the, if the Great York, in the Great North Run, right. that would have helped me. Yeah. So that's where I was at. Yeah. But I'm a little bit more. I'm just a little bit further down the road with it now. I'm still really right. sad. But my sadness is not. <laughs> it's not something I need to sneak up on. Yes. It's just okay. there. So right. I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll do that later when I'm not running. Yeah. So that was part of the reason that I went much too fast. Right. Which is good because it's such a good excuse because no one's going to call me out on it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to call you silly. Yeah. yeah. You're a silly idiot. You've someone, done it again. My, yeah, but I had my reasons, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my reasons. Yeah. Look at this. You went a little bit too fast. Yeah, and, and again... I definitely went really fast, but equally, really with open eyes. Right. Not great. And I'm not entirely convinced that as a machine, that I have any, uh, any power to save that energy and use it later. Right. You know? Yeah, that's right. And equally, if you can run that fast, and run that fast for a really long way, and then keep running, then... Is that a bad way to do it? I don't know. Yeah. It's my way to do it anyway. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, uh, hey, got a high five off the, uh, off the vicar. Good. Yes! Like it, like Come it. Come on! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. I uh, high-fived him, I said, that's red. <laughs> and then one of my daughter's favourite songs went, yeah. <laughs> I was in the ears. And that must be around the time that there's a picture of me, John Rainsforth took. Anyway. Love that first half. Yeah. You kind of wiggled through the villages and through the woods. And I made my peace with the fact that I'd overtaken. That right. I knew I was going to a lick, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't, if you compare it with runs when I was younger, it wasn't, I wasn't naive. Right. Maybe I was foolish. Yeah. But I knew what I was doing, you know. I made my decisions. And, uh, so you're talking what, sort of 7.30, 7.40? Yeah, I think those first couple of months about 7.30. But right. sort of 5 to 10, 7.40, 7.40. Right. 7.40. And really, uh, it's lovely running a marathon you've run before because you yeah. can chunk it down. No, it is I great. I had a really good kind of conversation with myself about the whole thing. Yeah. And in a way, we've talked about in the past about the conversation you have with yourself. Yeah. In the first half of a marathon could be a bit kind of pointless. But I don't think that was true on this occasion because between kind of 10 and 13, I really was settling into it, having a good think about it, you know. Right. The other talking of music and... And grieving, I had a really good George Michael moment. Right. <laughs> he came on singing Freedom 90. Right. And he, it says, uh, it looks like the road to heaven, but it feels like the road to hell. Right. I was like, good one, George. That's relevant. Yeah. And then I made myself a little short film in my head about famous uh, late superstars right. running on behind me and helping yeah. me out. So George. That's nice. Alan Rickman came down. <laughs> Amy Winehouse was making good oh, pace. Bless, bless and uh, Prince. Oh, of course. So, and then once I'd thought about that, so you were going through it. You were really think about that anymore. Yeah. We're definitely going slower than this one because she's passed us more times than we've passed her. Yes, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that mass doesn't work. But you know what I mean. Um. So, she's going in the opposite direction. Yeah. Listeners, if you're trying to work out what the hell I'm talking about there. Um. So yeah. So. So quite an emotional journey already, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but also not. You know, it was it was all about. Uh, staying quite kind of upbeat and it's really weird telling you it because I felt much more 
I think I was psychologically very strong. Right. Looking at it from now, sorry if that sounds immodest. But That's I was right. not weirded out by that start. Right. I wasn't sad about all that stuff. I was maybe was a little bit defensive that. about it. Yeah. But it wasn't bothering me, do you know what I mean? I was just thought this is this. Rob. I felt much more I mean overall as sounds you sound quite resilient just coping with a start sort of thing. I mean I don't yeah. know what I would have been of kind of roll with it as yeah and I did as that and I was resilient enough to not notice I was being resilient right so okay this is happening yeah and uh, bring us to the halfway point and as I got to halfway I found my mantra and it's really interesting in light of what you were just saying because I realised that I was very open eyed I don't think I was even as you know distracting myself as last year there was none of this all lights are on all, all things are green right I just got to halfway I thought, that's a really good pace. And if I do that and uh, tail off a bit, I can still get 325. Yeah. And uh, all I need to do is hold. 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 Capital H. That's nice, man. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. So gone then, so we've held, we're holding halfway. Yeah, so that came to me li- like literally as I ran up to the halfway point. Now, they've got clocks at the 10Ks and at the halfway. Right. Of course, I didn't know exactly what time I'd gone over the start line. Yeah. Because of the start. Yes. I knew my guess would have been two and a half minutes. Right. But basically, came to halfway uh, on about an hour and 40. Right. And, uh, and that's when I came up with my thought, I'm going to hold. Yes. Because it felt good. I knew I was just going, going, going. Yeah. Also, I had my relationship with all my people around me, you know. Right. Like, I, I come past the uh, paces. into a bit of a group. I found some people stopped overtaking, to a certain extent, stopped being overtaken and just sort of settled in. Right. There was a guy in a red top, tall guy, some distance ahead of me. Yeah. And I just held, I thought, if he's still there and I'm still here, we're going fine, you know. Yeah. And, um... 
And it's funny I'm... how you help each other, isn't it? You find yeah. your little uh, alliances without really verbalising it. Yeah, and people you never meet. Exactly. Yes. So, oh no, talking about meeting people, of course, loads of lovely friends and people saying hello around country fans. Nice. The guy, good. the cameraman at the start said, oh, by the way, I love the podcast, you know. Oh, that's nice. And uh, there was a guy I met, I've missed, I did, should have mentioned him when I passed, because we were, we were running together at about five, six miles. Yeah. He said, I've got a check for you in my, in my pocket. I said, oh, don't give it to me now. <laughs> What's that for? <laughs> for accidents. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah. I said, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. You know, <laughs> yeah. in a little plastic bag. But thank goodness I didn't turn that to mush. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, so, yeah, then I uh, got into the whole main road bit. Yeah. And there's no avoiding how hard that is. In, yes. In, you know, in, in, it's got chapters all its own. Yeah. You know, you're running the wrong direction. You get to Stanford Bridge, good crowds, turn back on yourself. You see the people in front of you, that's useful and nice. Yeah. Um, and then, hey, and then, um, you know, that you hit 14 miles, that's when I was thinking of having my carb gel. And I think a lot of people then, they say, I've done it before, it took some working out the first time. A lot of people play for the negative split. Yeah. And I think in particular, in York, that is a tough one. Right. Because 14 to 17... It's a bit like the Great North Run. You, you go into two kind of mile-long hills. Right. Back to back. Just yeah. a little hiatus in between. Yeah. So the idea of speeding up yes. at that point... is a I, tough it's one. It's basically... And I wouldn't say it's a mistake, but you could be on a hiding to nothing. Yeah. And, um, and I felt for the first time... I felt... I didn't feel any difference in my run and the other people's run, except a certain confidence that my plan worked for me. Right. You know, it's like, well, this, I'm not doing that. And I know this course, and what I'm doing is working, so that's good. Yeah. You know? And I felt strong on the hills. I could feel them. I could feel how hard it was. Right. And I thought, well, that's okay. Keep going, you know? Rather than thinking, oh, no. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. I also noticed something which might be useful for people. You know, we talk about having a gel and feeling a bit rough straight away. Yeah. It's a little bit hard on gels. I realised using the hydration vest and having the gels and basically trying to keep everything to a very few kind of sips. Yeah. I think even the shortest sip can make you feel really weird on a marathon. Right. Because I don't think we're set up to stop breathing at any point for any time at all. Right. And when you're taking liquid on board. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you break your breathing pattern. It can be, yes. Uh, yeah. For me, just immediately, I just remembered at kind of 14 miles, I had my first gel. I put it down and just thought, oh, I feel really dizzy. Right. I thought, yeah, I always felt like that. It's just the, the, the drinking, you know. So. How, was, how did you handle the, the drinking and the carrying it with you, etc.? It was nice thing? to have it with me. The worst of it was, I felt a bit self conscious, but then I realised there's loads of people in them get over myself. Right. Um, didn't rub or anything. I could access it. Right. I did a little bit of that. Oh, I can have a sip. I'll have a sip. Um, and I was running hard enough that doing anything other than just running felt like a big deal, you know? Yes. I'm going to bend over and have a sip. I bend yeah, over and no, have no, a sip. No, no, you're right. Okay, back to... It feels so wasteful of energy, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It really takes you off. Yeah. You, you realise how much you're putting into just moving forward, moving yeah. forward, moving forward. Um, but yeah, it worked. The worst of it was... I've got a stiffness in my left arm. I think I was holding it funny. Right. Because the thing was there, but it's subtle. Right. But over time, I occasionally had to put my left arm out straight and work it round. Right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that, the, the, the hard miles in the Yorkshire Marathon are 
14 to 19 and a half. Yeah. And uh, that was, I was at my best then. So I was totally ready for it. I went, I was just still going really hard. And I knew the shape of the thing and I was kind of chunking it off. Right. And then the second key word came to me. I just realised that I was hoovering up the miles. Yeah. Even though I knew I was going at a good pace, every new mile marker was a pleasant surprise. Yes. I really was thinking, already? Right. Oh, every time. It's a nice feeling. It's a great yeah. feeling. So I thought, well, keep giving yourself that gift. Yeah. You know, hold this pace. Yeah. Hoover up the miles and have that surprise every time you get to one, you know? And I kind of established that before that tough turn. I thought of you as well. As you go past the turn right, where you're going to go back to York and harshly, you go... It's about three miles that turn back, isn't it? Yeah. You go through it just before 17. And you have to go past 17, down the hill, yeah. round the hairpin, past 18, up the hill, past 19. Right. And then you turn in. And that is a tough session for everyone, I think. Um, and uh, But I was ready for it. Yeah. It's been there before. And I also remembered you, because when we did it, you were, that's when I saw you going the other way. Yeah. Going yeah, well. Yeah. For, I think you did like 3 9 or something. 3 3. 3 3. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 3 3. It's, uh... <laughs> I'm trying to remember. But, um, so that was nice. Nice memory of you at that point. I had some incredible prodigies. Well, I didn't mention the prodigy. They right. really took me through that middle bit. The prodigy burst. Oh, yeah. yeah. Magic people, voodoo people. You know, the voodoo who do what you don't dare do, people. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I came up the hardest bit, the 19th mile. And at that point, someone I'd overtaken earlier on caught me up, so <laughs> I should have seen that as a sign. But he right. was going great. Yeah. That was Mark Gardner, you might have seen online. And we had a little check-in. Yeah. That was really nice. And I knew it was nice, like you were saying, the relationships you build. I knew who he was anyway. Yes. Just okay. running near him. So the fact that he came up and said hello and shook my hand. And also, you know, he was running the way I wanted to be running and he just powered just carried on yeah up the way so that was nice. impressive and in the end he had a very similar run to me he did slow down as did I and he finished about four minutes ahead of me right so he was, was a good person to clock because we <laughs> had the same experience basically. yeah so I turned off oh and around that time I had my starburst got it out so were you, were you gelling as well I did gel at 14, gel at 21. Right. So, and in between, around 19, I had a starburst, which was great, but it was really like, it's like reading a novel. Right. It took me about half an hour. Yeah, okay. <laughs> One side of the mouth to the other. Tough to digest. Yeah, yeah. And I enjoyed it. It was a good thing, and it was a good distraction. But when I finally... Just swallowed it back. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I don't think I'll have another one of those. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, so... Same as last year, very similar experience, but as I say, uh, as I've told you before, around 21, it's a bit kind of trippy, you know? I was, that's when Capricorn 1 really inspired me. That's when I had my kind of sort of nap. Right. And that's when I missed, I think I didn't see the 20 mile marker last year. Right. So I missed it. Right. Anyway, this year I was much more open eyed and knew what was going on, but equally, I knew I was tiring. And yes. you always put a lot into getting up that 19th mile. Yeah. And uh, and then I caught on the wind, still holding, still hoovering. Yeah. And uh, I thought, there's a group of people around me here. Yes. What's the, going on? The 330s. Yeah, it was the 330s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, sure enough, they all came past me. There was nothing I could do. Yeah. You know, and it was, you know, it was a little bit of a... I basically had to have a word to myself then, saying, don't... 
let that crush your spirit. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they came past me quite convincingly and, right. and went off into the distance. And I was aware then that I was slowing pretty dramatically, really. Yeah. In the end, looking at the uh, um, split, I dropped to very roughly... Well, it's not that rough because I was pretty consistent. So I did a lot of 740-ish miles. Yeah. And then a lot of 8-ish miles. And then by the end, last few miles, I was kind of running 940. Right. So, you know, I dropped two minutes, basically. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that was all in that last five miles. So you could really, I could really see it happening against the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what happened? I got thwapped. Um, lay Landy eye in the face. They should cut those down. My neighbour's trees. It gets, uh, it gets tiring at the end of a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> The You're old, always there with that info. The, the old adage <laughs> holds true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it and really I really does get tired. And it was, I was sort of, I think that I was very alive to what was going on. There right. was an element of disappointment, mainly that the drop-off was such a drop-off. You know, I knew that my style wasn't as good. Right. I knew I was running much slower. Yeah. But then I had to forgive myself for that. I just keep running. And yeah. I really did, and that was taking a lot of effort. So it's like people yes, need to absolutely, absolutely. You're still running, yeah. and the idea of also the idea of not running. You know, the walker, the me in New York, me in London, 2017. Yeah. Whatever other marathon I've walked in, I was like, I'm not going to walk. Yeah. That's preposterous. Yeah. So, so that was good. And oh yeah, the guy in the red, he was a, ahead of me. Um, I kind of thought as as Mark Gardner went past the guy in the red, yeah. I thought, I, I'm holding him, but that's fine. I think he's slowing down too. So right. I'm not going to read too much into it, you know. And then he peeled off and went to Lou. I said, oh, yeah. I'm really going to miss him. What am I going to do? So I overtook him while he was in the Lou. And uh, carried on through those lanes, you know, where and how so it is. See, that's where we're different. Because if I see someone get at the top in front of me near the end of a marathon, I think, great. I've got it. There's a lot more personal <laughs> beating, yeah. yeah. Well, there was an element of that. All oh, right, okay. Good. okay. <laughs> well, the other thing you get in, in the Yorkshire Marathon is, is people uh, doing the uh, sponsored, uh, doing it in legs. What do you call oh. it? Do a relay. Right. Okay. So, and sometimes that can be pretty tough. I bet. You it suddenly can. get to certain points in the race, basically the quarter points. Right. And people in white shirts come powering Just past you. it past you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I've got to jump back a bit here. You know what I was saying about negative splitters? Yeah. I think I spotted a really good... Hey, this dog's joining us. Yeah. Um, a really Whoa. good negative splitters. All right. Yeah, and they come later. Yes. They don't come off the back of the halfway point and the hairpin. No. They come past you about at 18, incremental 19. speed. Yes, yeah. At 17, 18. Yeah. And you do not stand a chance. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they are... those All the ones I saw this time, I don't think necessarily always the case, but on Sunday, all old guys. Yes. So, Guys, yeah. who look, mate, you know, not 10, an ounce 10 of fat years, on them. Yeah. 10, 15 years older than me, maybe older than that, and just not overtaking me. I mean, overtaking me in practice, yeah. but not, they've got no psychological relationship with me. No, they're, they're in their own pacing, race. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. astonishing pace. Yeah, it's incredible. And I saw them and I thought, yeah, that, they, these guys, that, that's Fair the dues. pace they're going to hold all the way to the yeah. line. So it's brilliant. It was also, by the same token, as an older woman. In that, I overtook. She was walking, right, um, towards the end there, and she 
powered past me right, okay. a little bit later and then finished. Yeah. I don't know where she finished, but way ahead right. of me, I'd say. So I reckon she only walked a tiny bit. I was really impressed with her. I was like, oh, well, that is impressive. There's people walking here, but she got it and she came back. Yeah. And I'm trying to pace with other people, but basically, you know, my marathon was very open-eyed and exactly where I was, exactly what decisions I'd made, good or bad. And basically, I had to keep on running as fast as I could, which wasn't very fast. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. got to uh, three miles out and thought, park run this last bit? Yeah. I was like, well, you can try, mate. And it Ir- ironically, that's when you probably need the hold mantra more, isn't it? Because yeah, it is right. just holding. It's just just a, holding, exactly. a holding phase. I'm holding the act of running. Yeah, and, and that's what I was saying to myself. You're not hoovering anymore, but you're still holding. Yeah. And I got two or three miles out. I was like, you know, try and make it New York. You can run this really fast. I saw a clock that said 3.22. Right. I think that was at probably at 40k. Yeah. So I'm like, well... I've got to make it whatever, but it's a weird bit of maths because it's like, it's a sort of two or three kilometers. I started maybe two, three minutes after that. Yeah. So if I, oh, forget it, just keep running. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get a, a bit of a surge near the end? Did you get a bit of a feeling kind of, of yeah. you know, yeah. is I turned left and there's that hill. Yeah. And I went up the hill. Yeah. And uh, I think my hill work in general, I can feel my strength in the hills. Simultaneously right. had the physical strength to do them, had the mental strength to know they were hills. Right. And that it wasn't me, you know? Yeah. And then I was really enjoying my music, all the songs. And the last one finished at the top of that last climb. And I turned it off and kind of felt the moment and came in over the line. Yeah. But there was just... you know, it, It's different to you, you know? That last bit, putting it into the last mile and stuff. Really, I just put it all out there. Absolutely. 18, yeah. 19. Yeah. And then held. Hold, hold, hold. My friend Lara. Right. We've seen her about five times. Now. We have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so then I came in and uh, do you want to know my time? Yeah. I got my time, couldn't get it from the app afterwards. Right. But guess who furnished me with it? Uh, Tony. Tony Oddishaw. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got to run with him again. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, of course, you never ran with him before. But um, 3.33.21. Right. So, in nice terms run. of our conversation the other day, I knew it was going to be silver or bronze. Yeah. I knew it hadn't broken 3.30. But it was bronze. Yeah. Because last year was 3.32.55. Wow. wow. But it's less than very 30 consistent. seconds different. Yeah, and very I really, consistent. And that's exactly where I'm at. It's, yeah. I'm so consistent. I don't know whether that's a good thing or... Well, it's, I, I, it's, it's, you I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I think I'm unusually... You've run three marathons this year. Yeah. And you, f- you finished strongly. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. And I definitely... Once I finished, definitely feel much better for doing a fast one. Yeah. You know, you saw me at the end of London, and I was the same at the end of Leeds. I was just in yeah. the right state, like really ill. Right. People asking me if I'm all right kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas this one, my legs hurt. Yeah. And my legs hurt really bad. They hurt, they hurt then, and they still hurt now. It's basically, I've been wearing a pair of stiffness shorts yeah. since the finish line, and probably since about the 16-mile mark, actually. Yeah. But, um, but that's all. No, um, guts-wise, psychology-wise, oh, well, kind of faint and stuff. None of that, just, just achy thighs. I wonder whether it's kind of just a bit more bracing, invigorating to when you're at, 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 at your level, our level, to just go for it, you know. Because, yeah. I mean, you, if you, you know, you're, out, you're either out for four hours and you're not going to feel great anyway. Yeah. 
oh, you're out for three and a half, and at least you feel a bit charged that you've engaged yeah. competitively in the yeah, event. Yeah, and also know. just my psychology of the thing. I feel like for training, I'm not very good at, you know, I don't think of myself as a, the kind of person who could sort of like completely change her running style or whatever because as discussed I don't like thinking about it too hard yeah you know I'm thinking about it more and more as the years go on but it always in a way that encompasses what I was doing anyway right so from here to do it faster I feel like I just want to put in the the training tempo miles right so that my rat out of a trap lasts longer that's how I would do it faster yeah I wouldn't do it differently right I'd do it with with a with a twenty three mile training one, right? <laughs> you know, and try and fade fade less. Yeah. And equally, I suppose the one that hurts is that it was slower than last year, but it, but it was basically the same as last year. Yeah. And um, I think that what's weird about it is, I definitely think at one level they're my best run marathons. Right. You know, do, do, doing that with open eyes. Yeah. As opposed to younger and more elastic and messing it up you know in a way my PB in York could just have easily been my blowout in Berlin yeah I was the same naive younger runner not knowing quite what was going on and now I feel like I just did exactly what I, I knew what I was what doing what you wanted to do yeah the other thing is it was so sociable so many good it's you, very friendly and also just hearing it all come in it's a real testament to what we're saying about how it's the same journey, it's a million individual journeys that are exactly the same, you know? Yeah. It's not a million, it's like 7,000. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, just all the people, actual people I met, but they stand as representatives of everyone, you know? I met Mark, who had the same marathon as me, but he came in under 3.30. Yeah. And then talking to someone else doing the first marathon, came in under 4.30. Someone else smashed their PB, came in under 6. The guy I was waiting with for the toilet who said, I'm not going to go for a PB. Yeah. I said, oh, what kind of time are you hoping to do? They said, oh, 2.25. Wow. You know, it's like, wow. and all these people Huge genuinely having the same, yes. they're on the same journey, you know. And whatever the, the time you do it in is unimportant in the wider scheme of things. It's only a race with yourself. But in terms of your relationship with yourself, these mushrooms. Are they mushrooms? Yeah. You can make big a big risotto out of that. That's crazy. They are big. Oops. They're big shrooms. Do you want a couple? Should we breakfast on I'm these right. bad boys? Nice. So, yeah. So, it really, I really felt that. You know, it's not just something we say. No, it's absolutely true. Yeah. And how did it leave you feeling psychologically afterwards? Because I know sometimes you can get a bit of a fall sometimes, can't you? Yeah, I didn't really have a come down. I just right. don't think psychologically, I think I was, it's interesting. It really was only when I talked to you right. that I thought of it as being resilient. Right. But it really felt very, I haven't felt emotional at any stage. Right. I mean, a bit emotional, but you know, not yeah. up and down, I suppose. Is right. And um, I think that when I was coming in, probably around 22, 23 miles, I was thinking, what am I thinking, thinking about doing ultras? And, um, you know, saying to myself, you get to the end of this, you could just stop, you don't have to do any more marathons. Yeah, you know, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But, and I do, I do feel like my ongoing relationship running-wise is with the marathon distance. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. I do like the idea 
I mean, the difference with realization that yeah. running, whatever you're doing with it, running for three and a half hours is easier than running for four and a half hours, even yeah. if you're running much, much faster to it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Purpose, you know. I know what you're saying. But we'll see. Yeah. And also, uh, that's the other thing, uh, talking of resilience, is one of the things I was aware of going into it is for once, I haven't put everything into it as kind of a deadline. Right. You know, we signed up for a 10K in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm looking forward to events next year, even not drinking in October. Yeah. I'm planning to hold it to the end of the month. So I've actually conceived of a healthy physical life. Yeah. It doesn't just build towards this marathon, it just includes it's it. It's just part of it, yes. And on we go. Yeah, that's nice. And I, I suppose what I have to do then is stop giving myself a hard time for being consistent. Yeah. Because that is ultimately, you can't really give yourself a medal for that, can you? No. Consistent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, cons- you know Rob, <laughs> he's consistent. Yay. <laughs> but, but no, you're right, it sounds like you've kind of crossed a bit of a line where... The not drinking general health is, isn't a special thing. It's just part of... That's an example of how running can change you, isn't it, a little yes. bit, when you really train for stuff. That's right. That's where the consistency is valuable, because consistently training for events yeah. over time tends to change how you live. Yeah. It just and does. And also my consistency is a high bar. You know, I'm putting yeah. in a lot of training, a lot of effort. So consistency is a win at that stage. It's yeah. <laughs> be easier to be consistent if I never did any exercise. Yes. But... Um, yeah. But equally, it's quite strange. I don't think I've realised how inconsistent I was until, you know, I've got stats yeah. for this year. And it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, and going for marginal gains and stuff. And, you know, that was the thing. I stopped drinking for a week and a half. And I lost like a pound. Right. And I noticed. Yeah. And there's the deer. One more photo. Look at these bad boys. Deer, mushroom. Did we go around three times or was that four times? We've, that's four. I think that's nice. it, I reckon. Yeah, it's okay. probably for the best. Yeah. But I didn't really notice, you know, I feel good today. No, you're feeling good to say you did a marathon two days ago. Yeah, that's right. So, and it was really beautiful. The dialogue online and everything, it's really nice yes. to be part of something like that. Absolutely. And uh, and really felt part of something, you know. It's yeah. nice to see people. I like the way... York does give that, doesn't it? There's something yes. about it, definitely. It's a, it's a local thing, isn't it? It's mm. Everyone comes in, but, it, but it, it local in the best way. Yeah. Not this is a local shop for local people. Because, funnily enough, it's strangely like New York. Right. Because it's, it's not about the numbers. It's about the fact that you're here, we're doing this. It's like yeah. a city-wide yeah. party. And even in London, you do that in London, but London is a bit kind of... I don't know, it's a bit ironic. <laughs> yes, yeah, It's yeah. all a bit kind of statement. Well, it's so global, isn't it? Yeah, London that's right. Does and give and it a bit that's why those, like those exciting moments are. You haven't, yeah. with, with London, you haven't come to one place with a specific type of people because there's no specific type of people in London because no, it's so global. Right, exactly. But York, there is a type, isn't there? That's, that's right. that kind of Yorkshire friendliness. What's nice for us is with running commentary is that it's like an in. So a lot of people are saying, I love running commentary, you know, thank you, Marshall. Specific stuff about yeah. this. But equally, there's also people saying, oh, you're that comedian. And other people saying, looking good, mate. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's yeah. the same. Yeah. You know, this is the same community, just getting wider yeah. and wider. And some say, it's all that ill, mate. You know it finished, it's just that ill. Yeah, it's just that yeah. ill. <laughs> um, uh, that's a J. No, it's not. It's good a pigeon, luck, good luck with it, mate. Um, i tell you what, something I didn't tell you, which is really good. I only found it this morning. This morning, yeah. the photo came in. Yeah. And uh, it's loads from the finish line, which is terrible because I'm doing that run. I hate that kind of round-shouldered. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just, the I don't sprint. know exactly what it looks yeah. like when I'm going well and going badly, and I don't want to see the latter. But great news from the uh, finish line photo. 
photos. Guess who's also in all my finish line photos? Charlie Honshaw. No. Uh, who? The guy in the red top. Oh, really? He was right behind me. Oh, that's We great. finished at almost exactly the same time. That's great. So, you know, you really do. People, are, if, we, if we ever, if anyone knows who the tall guy in the red top is, say hello. Um, and that's it great. was really great. And uh, and uh, afterwards and everything, it's, it's a lovely thing. Mm, that's perfect. And, uh, perfect. Yeah, so. Uh, nice realisation. So oh, I might do that next year. So, yes, do. It's out a rest for a couple of weeks, isn't it? We've got that 10K, haven't we? Yeah, we've signed up now for a Victoria Park 10K, mm. which is in uh, uh, mid-November. Right. I just want to get down there. It's what, November the 16th? Mm. Yes, that sounds right. Mm. So I'm going to try and... My plan... Oh, this is a daydream, not a plan. Mm. Uh, my daydream from there is to run that as fast as I can, be like ready for that, and then start running distances as fast as I can from All right. 10K yeah. through to... Right, Manchester Marathon, I suppose. Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Run yeah. the Manchester Marathon, get I, back I, under three and a half. I want to run Manchester Marathon fast. Are you going to go under I'm three? Gonna go I'm going to go. I, I don't know. I just wanna I want to run it fast. See where you get to. I want to see where I am before Christmas. Just increase mileage and then run it. F and and then, uh, but the the big two words for Manchester Marathon is uh, Vaporfly. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, I'm gonna, I am going to vapor fly. No, you should. Paul did, Paul did offer to buy me some vapor flies to see if they'd help me in the Ultra Marathon, which is a very kind and overly generous offer. I had to deny. I felt like David Strathairn in the River Wild when Kevin Bacon gives his son two hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. yeah. Too much. Too much. Yeah. No, you did. You didn't go for it. And uh, I'm pleased because I'd have been in them running really slow <laughs> at the end there, going, "Oh, I feel like an idiot in my vapor flies." Yeah. If you were, <laughs> if you uh, if you wear them, you want it to be a special. You want it to be really special, don't you? Do you know yeah, what I mean? You want so to be. Re if, if, if 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 I wear them, I've, I feel like I want to wear them. I can't help thinking that the Nike organisation would love would love to hear that people Some would kind love of to see us two, us you know, yeah. as comedians around the age of fifty in Manchester. I think that's what the international, the global running community. That's needs what they to want. Yeah, they want us. They want us to. People, it's guys in guys in vaporflies. They want us to uh, as some sort of experiment. And you know, some sort yeah, of see that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Test them out, some kind of running commentary test out. So fast in Manchester. Yeah, that's you, that's the aim. Yeah. If you've got a uh, half marathon and a marathon uh, coming up, and you're going for speed, remember hold and Hoover. I love it. I'm, I'm loving the hold and Hoover motif. <laughs> that's, really that's, that's great. Being, that's being me, I was looking yeah. for a third H. I never found. <laughs> At one point, I did think to myself, just get it done. It's like no. I don't want to write into that. That's not the right <laughs> yeah, kind of mindset. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, and thanks for listening to my story. I'm glad we did this today because I'm really, it's just at that moment, I'm really just processing. And yeah. uh, it's been, but yeah, I don't, I can't say enough what a nice thing it's been to share it with all the other people there and online and everything. Yeah. It's, you know, I used to do these things just completely in a bubble all on my little own. Yeah, it's and lovely, I was isn't it? Out. That's really nice. And people sending us... We'll do all the PBs next week. There's loads of coming in. There's oh, yeah. Some PBs. really good... Uh, and I've been chatting to, you know, Michelle Woodcock, who seems yes. to run 26 miles every Sunday. Yes. I kind of just reached out this Sunday. You know, just sort of, sort of says, innocent question. Why are you running 26 miles every Sunday? Yeah. And she's training for a, 
a ten a ten day challenge where you run a marathon a day for ten yes. days next June. So well, that's like incredible, to, isn't it? Yeah, so she should. she's on a real journey. We should go. Where, where we, should we should go and see her. her we should go and see her. Absolutely. Get yeah. this from the horse's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because she seems to seems to be doing some quite some nice running, doesn't she? We also we nearly did something a real scoop that I don't think anyone's ever done before. Is we nearly managed to get Father Christmas himself, the real one, to sneak into one of these Santa the Santa runs. Yeah, and you couldn't do it, and he said, "I'm very relieved because." I'm I'm too jolly to run 10k, so uh, that's not going to happen. But we are trying to get him. We're trying to get him for some. He'll be along. We definitely. We should pop over to Lapland and get out with him before the big day. Yeah, and we've. He's going to come to my house, (laughs) and we've got a couple of guests coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, interview runs coming soon, and uh, and congratulations in short term on all your PBs because they should do a little aruga for. Not that I got one. Someone said to him, oh, I hope you get a PB. I'm like, it's never going to happen. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.